finally time for the Friday Night Morning Show with Angelica, Jesse, and Kevin. It might be time to ask yourself, what do I bring to the table? All that tonight and more on the Friday Night Morning Show. It's Friday. I'm Angelica, and we are the Gray Matters. Hi, everybody. Do you, do you notice? Hang on, I got to stop here right there. I, I should have interrupted your intro. That would be more appropriate, right? No, we actually almost did it do you right. Know, do you notice what he was doing? The, he put his phone We need down? a little bit more personal participation here. The fuck you Get out of your damn phone. Every- he actually did put it down. <laughs> yeah, so shut the hell yeah. up. He did. God, my fucking hey, intro Hey, y'all noticed I'm uh, with uh, Kevin's uh, dome up there. It's a little red. It's a little burnt. Okay, hey, let's. I'm gonna put this on screen for you. Pass. Let's 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 go here. Okay, so hang on. There's Connie. She, Connie and Mike are with us. You can already. put it up on screen. I hey, can. Connie. Hey, Mike. Hey. He always Hi. doing some shit. He never breaks it up oh, in production meetings. Okay. He waits and do it on. Anyway, hi Connie. Hi Mike. Thank you all for being here and for being what on time. No we doubt. appreciate your punctuality. She said you look forward to this all week. I know. Did you? You like my hair? I I, I got my hair done today. And quick story about my hair. A white girl did my hair, and she taught me more about my hair than any stylist I'd ever been to. I'm a, I'm amazed. So I'm just saying. You cannot judge a book by its cover. Damn. That girl taught me more about my hair than any stylist I had ever been to. She used products and she was just showing me how to manipulate my hair and my curl pattern. And I had just such a fabulous experience today. So, yeah, a white girl did my hair and she did a damn good job. I just so I had a good day. See what I did? I get you off track so bad. You did. No, I'm all the way (laughs) off track. Anyway, thank you guys for being here. We appreciate you. You were here last week. We love, love, love you. And you're here this week. Kevin, how was your week? It was terrible. Oh, what happened? My, my annual panic attack hit this week. We had the shortest day of the year. Summer's over. Or I'm sorry, the longest day of the year. Now we're, they're getting shorter. So yeah, summer's, summer's over. But Kevin, you're an optimist. That sounds like a pessimistic. I, I, I'm solar powered. Okay, <laughs> I, I need sunshine. Uh, not uh, by the appearance on your head there, it got buddy. A uh, it doesn't sound like you're absorbing there. any solar energy at all, except to burn shit. You know what? Now it's going to be nice and tan, though. Yeah, and I can wear my white shirt. Yeah, you that, cut him off. So what happened? It's all good. Oh, oh, with the head, I was out working in the backyard last Saturday and putting a new liner in the pool, and I just didn't think about it. I normally wear a hat or sunscreen, and didn't think about it. Was out there just cooking. I yeah. Absolutely. So, About three hours in, I went, oh, shit. <laughs> and I, it was a beautiful shade of candy apple red on Saturday night. It was, I had to stick my head under ice cold water just to chill it. Oh. It was, it was bad. But anyway, yeah, I, uh, I need, I love these long days of summer. I love that it's not dark, dark until 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. And now, after June, what, I think it was actually the 22nd was the summer solstice this year. Uh, the, the, yesterday, I guess it was yesterday. Yesterday or the day, whatever, might have been the 21st. Don't jump down my throat if I don't have the day exactly right. At any rate, I had my panic attack because every year when the days start getting shorter, it drives me crazy because I know what's coming, especially mm. here in Minnesota. Well... Yeah, I mean, our our winters are long and our summers are short. Brief is more like That's it. That's why I like my job, because I'm literally outside every single day. 
I, I can't thing. take it when it's dark at 430. I, I, just, I can't take it. Either. Well, I but, appreciate your sacrifice with the pool because I plan to take advantage of that. <laughs> so thank you it's, so it's much. It's beautiful now. It's it like is. It's really degrees. nice. Well, he hasn't even invited us over for a pool party yet. He actually, I Sarah mean, did. So I don't, have a pool party yet. I, I don't need no party. I'm going to just bring my yeah. shit before a show and I'm going to get in. So. Grab your trunks and well, jump He in. hasn't even invited us over to do anything except the show. Bullshit. We had come over anyway, so I guess we're just going to show up. I'm, at just, like a, I'm just going to show up. We're going to show be, up at I'm 11 gonna... o'clock in the morning and say, hey, we're here for the beach party all day. No, him and Sarah go come downstairs. They go hear Splash out there. They go say, what the hell? Hey, y'all. <laughs> How you doing? We just let ourselves in. You know, we open the gate. We and since we're going to be coming over after we go on our honeymoon, <laughs> we're going to have a tent. So we're just going to pitch a tent in your backyard. And, and she put up the here gazebo. You know. And he got that smoker oh, out there. Yeah. I mean, we could literally just live in their backyard. Yeah. We would be okay. I got a couple hammock tents. Because you know, our park by our house is completely <laughs> yeah, demolished. Yeah, they got rid of our parks. We got nowhere to hang they out. completely demolished the entire park and, and tore out every building, every gazebo, every playground, every... What the hell? They're redoing they're it. They're redoing the whole thing. It's going to be really new thing. and nice. Yeah, they're redoing the whole thing. Yeah, they gutted it, though. Didn't you ever hear Bill Cosby when he talked about how great raping women no they're i didn't i, didn't, no, I was gonna no, say this, the last time this is before <laughs> the he gave raping. me something to drink and i fell asleep this is before the raping he was talking oh. about how they had the best <laughs> empty lot in on earth to play in it was the best thing in the world it was the greatest playground for the kids he said yeah sure there's a couple broken bottles and the worst we ever had was a couple stitches now and then okay and then the parents moved in oh and they brought the monkey bars no kid wants monkey bars. You you get climbed to the top of the monkey bars. Say, hey, look at me! Whap! Yeah, he's a broken up. Don't you remember that whole skit he did about him? Like no. the parents just destroyed. That's it. where I played when I when I went to my mom's who lived in Mound. You remember what used to be in Mound? No, was the Tonka Tonka head? Oh, Tonka trucks. Yeah, yeah Tonka toys. <laughs> yeah, it's literally the headquarters in Mound along County Road 15, I believe. Well, when they went belly up and the building went, it was empty. Played in the abandoned building? We played in the abandoned. Hell yeah. In the that's abandoned, uh, that's quality playground, people. See, if, you, if you're a parent mm -hmm. out there and you're going to make a playground, do, you do like abandoned buildings or, or just rock piles. You don't need this fancy. Not in Detroit. Stuff. An abandoned uh, building is a sight to get raped, okay? Don't go in no abandoned <laughs> buildings, all right? Don't do that. My best friend at my mom's uh, name was Todd. It was a little black boy that lived in the neighborhood. A little black boy. And we were best friends. We ran around, played in Tonka warehouse, broke shit. Hell his, yeah. his race shouldn't matter. Todd's well, no. race is not important. Okay. All right. Thank he you. He was just your friend. He was my friend. And, and on, then he moved away. On a less racist note, I got a new bike. Yeah. yeah. I got a new bike. It's so beautiful. Honestly, yeah, we don't have a picture for it. No, um, I will take a picture and I will bring it next time. Um, it's um, an Electra 700 Cruiser and it's really nice. So we, we she had a, a old bike that she bought on, on the internet on somewhere. Craigslist. Craigslist. For 40 bucks. Yeah. And we bought her a new seat, you know, because the seat that was on it. Shitty. Made her bum hurt. So we bought her a nice cushy seat for Junk in the trunk. literally mm -hmm. the same price as the bike. Right. <laughs> the seat costs more than the bike. <laughs> so see, Connie agrees with me about that she the merry-go-round, you go on the merry-go-round oh, and yeah, fly the off oh, them yeah. damn The merry-go-round. I liked it those. At, at least every time at recess somebody got her on the merry-go-round. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> us boys would grab the 
the girls in Gaul in the middle yep. of the merry ground, and, and us boys it. would grab it, and we'd run and oh, get yeah. that thing spinning. Yep. Did girl flying that way, girl yep. flying that yep. way. I've been one of the girls flying. It was fun at the time. See, now you distracted me. I forgot what I was talking. My old bike and how I got a new. Oh one. yeah, so she got a job at Lifetime Fitness. Yeah, which is like two miles away from our house, maybe three. I crashed my car. I crashed my car. So we were debating on whether or not we're going to buy a new car. And she's like, well, baby, if you, you know, I'll walk. I don't mind walking because she used to walk the last couple of summers. She walks all over Lakeville, rides her bike all over Lakeville. She literally rides her bike like 10 miles away from Lakeville. Cardio. Huh? Cardio. Yeah, cardio. Um, and she's like, I'll walk and I'll ride my bike and, you know, I'll be fine. We'll just, get, you know, we'll get with one car because in the winter right. I, I may get my, I'll get my truck back for the winter. So I won't need a car in the winter. I'll have my truck. So we're like, okay. So she was walking and riding her bike and she's like, sweetie, you know, I just, my bike is, and then the chain broke. And so. Ooh, I lost it that I got So my you bonus. got a new bike. I get it. Well, it. it was a. So we go now. I when she got her bike, when she we decided about, I said, okay, I'll spend five hundred bucks on a bike. We'll spend five hundred bucks on a bike. I said, I think that'll be a pretty damn nice bike, right? Wouldn't you think so? It's a pretty good bike. So first place, obviously, we were at Walmart one day and we checked out their bikes, and there was a couple of bikes she liked that were like 200, 250, something around there. So I said, baby, let's go look at bikes. So we, you know, where do you go to look at bikes? Well, Eric's bike shop. So we go to Eric's bike shop. You're going to spend thousands. Ain't a fucking bike in there. The cheapest bike in there was a little fucking BMX bike with training wheels for a six-year-old. And that one was like 250 bucks. They had a bike in there for $14,000. Think people. You too can spend $15,000 to pedal your feet off to give your little ass a ride. Yeah, on a bicycle. (laughs) You could spend, I mean, that's as much as a a car. (laughs) I mean, you could get a block of houses in Detroit for that price. I know for a fact. Oh my God, for $14,000, you get a damn nice car. A block of houses. When I was working for the insurance company, with a good hit, hello, I was working for the insurance company. I was down by Slayton, Minnesota, which is south of Marshall. I know right where Slayton is. <laughs> of course, we go out to the bar one night, meet a guy. We go to his house after the bar. And this is in, I want to say, 2010. Paid $15,000 for his house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could have got a house. Anyway, don't what get else you got? So uh, It's story bike, time's over. Yeah. What else no, you no, got No, no, you be out? quiet. So we go to Eric's bike shop, $15,000 bike. Yeah. We, where do we go next? Uh, Valley Ski and Valley Bike Valley Ski and Spa. Valley Bike and Ski. Valley Bike and Ski and Spa. Okay. 8000 was their top bike. So I'm, we're literally driving around, and I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be a place that sells a bike in between Walmart and fucking these guys. Well, that you, are you skipped with the part. Well, right. we in, we went to Dick's and had a horrible experience. Oh at yeah, Dick's. we went to Dick's and got ignored. That was that was horrible. I mean, the first time I went in, they started following me, and this time they ignored me. So I just feel like I should tell management. Needless that- to say, she walked out going. <laughs> I was well, like, yeah. I wouldn't spend a fucking penny in here with you motherfuckers and deuces. So then, so then she says, "Well, there's this place called REI, which is down in Bloomington, right across 
Right off of right off four ninety four. Yeah. I've seen it. By yeah. this time, we both were very discouraged and broken. Yeah, but yeah. here we go. We went there, and they had a nice kid. Uh, you know, wearing a mask, and I was like, I'm like, just let let it go, baby. He's like, but he, a yeah, mask. We, they were bikes hanging, and we picked one. And he got it down, and he was real nice. And five hundred bucks, we got a fucking. She's pimping. Oh yeah. It was, it, he was very courteous, very courteous and warm. And he answered all my questions and we told him what we were looking for. And he pointed out the best bike. Did, did, did you ever see uh, Friday? No, he ain't never seen Today's that. Friday. It's Friday morning show. You ever see Friday with Ice Cube? No, I haven't seen it. Seen well, what the, the big dude steals that one dude's bike. Debo. Debo. That, it's like your bike. It is. It, it is, is kind of like that. It's, it's kind of like Debo's bike. It's out here. She's like, pimping. <laughs> we're going to buy her a little basket. We're going to buy a little bag thing. So you a little bar. Needless you know? to say, I'm very happy with my bike. Thank you, honey. My yeah. honey got that for me. So, so are you going to ask me about my week? No, because yes. you, you just went off on your whole week in that story there. Well, tough shit. It must okay, have so taken you a week, week to do all that shit. Back and forth. Tough shit. <laughs> they, they got it going on. Now, boys, now, okay, I asked you how your week was. We can be fair and give him a few minutes. To he say just how- told us what he did all week. Well, he was talking about no, my well, bike. Well, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to say that I've been listening to that book. Yeah, yeah, that's you got right. Three you minutes. me about that. I got as much time as I No, 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 no. Because you will go off on a tangent. Um, no, that that's no, interesting stuff here. It is. It's extremely interesting. I got it from Steve Murray. I, I texted him and asked him, what do you, you know, book do you think I should write? And he's actually put it on his Telegram. I just never, you know. Um, but it's it's called Pawns in the Game by, I believe, William Carr. That's what you told me before the show was... William Carr, Pawns William in the Guy, Game. William Guy Carr right, is his name. And, yeah, I mean, I knew a lot of stuff about the cabal and the bankers and that stuff from the fall, the cabal that I that I, I, I listened to. He goes into even more stuff about that and in more in depth about how these people have literally controlled and manipulated and started – and did everything, French Revolution, American Revolution, Spanish Revolution, Russian Revolution. Well, we need to know the history behind all this crap, and he right? Does. He so does. we can see what's going on today, right? Yeah. And he and well, he throughout the whole book so far that I'm listening, he continuously you see where he history repeats itself. You see how these international bankers and are using these Zionist Jews to do their bidding. And they're manipulating things for one goal, which is the world revolutionary movement of moving the entire planet into one government and one totalitarian rule. Because, and I firmly believe this, we are cattle. Every single human being on this planet that does not have billions and trillions of dollars in influence and power is cattle. Well, they just see us as a a means to further their you know, further enrich them and, and to serve whatever they need, right? Now, this book was written in 1958, I believe, but I think he, in, if I remember rightly, he, he references that he was writing it over a certain amount of period of time and might have been in, even in the 40s too. But even in that, in that, when he was writing it, he was saying how these people are degrading society in a moral way where they're making everything amoral. They're trying to get rid of God they're they're trying to uh, desensitize people on violence and death, which is where we are at right now. Oh, we talk about that week after week, right? The mm-hmm. the 
desensitization to all the amoral things you can think of. You know, the biggest one, the biggest shocker for me is the the pedophilia, where they they want to normalize pedophilia, right? Well, he he doesn't go into any of that. No, not specific. Right. What I'm, but I, I'm yeah, trying I know to what you're saying about the pedophilia. And this book is so, in, I'm just intrigued by it because, and I'm looking at what today. So one of the things he says in here is how these international bankers are maneuvering people and, and events. So they literally started the First World War, the Second World War. They did it specifically for certain reasons. They have, when they want to take out a government, they can do it one of two ways. They can either do it in a republic where they get the people to do a republic, but the republic is, the, everybody in the government is owned by these people. It's just an Im impression to the public that it's a republic. Or they install a new dictator. They make the people think that this new dictator is a good guy, and then when he gets into power, he's not, but he's still a puppet of these international bankers. Sure. He goes into shit evidence that he has found, letters, telegrams, correspondence between these people. The Rothschilds, how involved the Rothschilds are, Jacob Rothschild, years and years ago. He's right, mentioned, so we should give him homework. You finish the whole book and then give us a, the, the full report. We only have an hour on this show, Kevin. No, Wait, we, you know what? I'm not, I'm not scared. We need to go a book report. Hours. I'm not scared to go two We hours. know you ain't, honey. I'm not scared to go three well, no, hours. We know you ain't, scared. honey. You ain't in the right business. I am this the is, host. This is fascinating. And, and I'm probably going to have to read this book now, too. But we should do a show about that. Hey, just download Audible. I'll give you my deal and you can listen to it. I, I'm not a fan of listening to books. Why? Kevin because likes to I hold get, his I get doing, yeah, I do. I like hey, to hold my book. I mean, I've only still. known him a couple years and I've pegged him. He likes to hold and touch his uh, see, books. I, I, I don't, I don't, I've read books. I've read a lot of books and I just. You're a different kind of reader. You're a listener. He's a reader. It, he likes it, to touch his book. So here's the, here's the deal with books with me. If I'm not holding and actively reading a book, and I'm just listening to it, I will go and start doing other things as I'm listening. And, and my mind is no longer on that. My mind is on what I'm doing. So I love to hold a book. I love the smell of books. I love, didn't you notice all these books back here? I've I read did, every one Kevin. of those. He don't pay attention. I, I love. So in other words, you can't pay attention to something while you're doing something else. The one of the, I, I, tell, the, I can, but when I'm, I, I really truly get lost in books in fact, I can't tell if I've read a book and then seen the movie that they made from the book. I can't tell you if I've seen the movie or read the book because when I'm reading a book, I literally have a movie in my head. I oh, like I, that too. I'm, try, I'm doing that right now. I'm listening actually to two books right now. Right. Or, yeah, I'm listening to The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Yep. <laughs> and Pawn, Pawns of the Game. But in the Lord of the Rings trilogy that I've listened to, it's been incredibly difficult. Oh, I bet. Incredibly difficult. Because you have the movie in your head. To follow along. Yes. And the books are completely fucking different. That is not why it's incredibly difficult to follow along. It's incredibly difficult to follow along because the shit is boring. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Well, I'm sorry. It's not two black women beating on each other, saying, hey, fucking no, no, you fucking no, I'm going to get a knife. No, I'm going to get your information, a this week I've been watching Family Matters, so boom. That's Ghetto Fights for you, for you, if you wanted to know what she watched that on YouTube. <laughs> I haven't watched Ghetto Fights in a long time. 
And that is a favorite pastime of mine. Anyway, let's quickly get into the <laughs> right <laughs> the, the mention the the uh, mentionables here. The idiots. Did you guys hear about uh your boy Hunter's uh oh yeah his hard sentence he got there uh I have hard time got, got to get that lawyer's number. Man, yeah. dude has the best defense, best in lawyer on earth ever. So Hunter gets popped for. Willful failure to file taxes and a gun charge, gun charge. falsifying government documents in buying and purchasing a gun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In case Bye, in, Connie. I just saw her message. If, in case you're not aware, when you go to buy a gun, you have to fill out a federal form 4473. On that form, it asks you if you are now a habitual user of illicit drugs, including marijuana, because... Mm-hmm. Remember, even though marijuana may be legal in a lot of states, I think it's 48 or 49 states. I believe it's going to be legal in this state in August. Yes. So even though it's legal in your state, it is still federally illegal. It's a a federal crime to use marijuana. So on this form, 4473, they ask you if you're a habitual drug user and if you... Smoke marijuana, or in Hunter's case, what was it, crack or something? I think he liked oh, yeah, crack he more than marijuana. Crack. At any crack. rate, he answered no on that form, yeah. which <laughs> is a falsification of a federal document. And I believe document. at the time that he answered no, yeah. there were actual videos there, of Videos him of him doing it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Hunter Biden. So, I need some crack. I call my dad. You get us some Chinese crack. Let's go do it. Hands down, there is no doubt Hunter lied on the form, right? <laughs> All of these things are a felony. Every one of them is a fel- felony. <laughs> so, so let me However, get this straight. I'm sorry. Let me get this straight. So they throw 37 felony charges at Trump for a bunch bingo. of shit. <laughs> a Biden, <laughs> he commits hundreds of felonies, it seems like. And they, you know what? Uh, you got to get a slap on the wrist. Well, well not only that, they, they take these felonies and they knock them down to a misdemeanor charge. Yeah. Misdemeanor charges. And and to top it the off, the best part, the best part, he gets a pretrial diversion. What, what the, the fuck, fuck that mean? is that? That means it's gone. It, <laughs> you you don't do any jail time. You might pay some fees and fines, but meanwhile, and, and you might have to go to some counseling or some bullshit. Meanwhile, they're they're it's trying to lock up gone. Trump. For not only papers. his life, but his his kids' lives too. Yeah. For for yeah. taking papers, papers home that he owned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's laughable at this point. It really I is. Know you know what it is? It Hang is. on. You know what it is? This REM. You said Hunter Biden said, I'm going to call up my dad and he's going to get us some Chinese crack. <laughs> it, it's true. I mean, well, it, they will get it from the same place they got COVID. We can't oh, even make geez, this what shit. What is Chinese up. crack, Lord? I don't even want to know. Um, yeah, but that's that's where we are. All right. Yeah, I. You said it, Kevin. You said it, bro. It took a while. Well, we was okay, laughing through on. it, but you was really. And, and I don't mean to go back facts. to what we were talking about, but I I, <sighs> I have a tendency to think after listening to this book that this is all international banker bullshit. They're manipulating and and 
Obviously, somebody is, right? Because here's the other part of this that they're not given a whole lot of airtime to, and obviously the, the mainstream media is giving absolutely nothing to, but they actually have recordings of Hunter Biden, telephone recordings now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they, there's a huge investigation going on. Mm-hmm. There's the IRS investigation, the gun charge investigation, the bribery well, investigation. The, the, the guy so, in the IRS, I just saw the video of the guy yeah. that came out and said that, he committed multiple felonies, and the DOJ just swept it under the rug. That, Merrick Garland just swept it under the rug. The IRS is investigating Hunter Biden, and we've got DOJ people. This IRS whistleblower has come out and said now that the DOJ actually interfered with that investigation mm. at the IRS. And we've Ooh. got these tapes of Hunter Biden calling somebody in China looking for money. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get his money, and it, it literally, he says... My dad is here in the room with me now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yet Joe Biden comes out and says, I don't know anything about my I, son's I've, overseas business. I've dealings. never been involved in any well, of my son's business. Never talked to okay. anybody in my family about their business dealings overseas or here abroad or anywhere. And they it, cover it up worse. What? I just, Joe Biden, I, I, this guy is so fucking senile and out of it. I don't even know if he's a real human being or what the fuck he is. I mean, well, he t- literally tried to cop a feel off of Eva Longoria. She's hot. I mean, let's be fair. She is hot. She okay. Is he be, has but great. Now she's getting older. She, she has a nice body. I I'm guess. not saying, you know, but I'm saying. I, if I was standing I mean, next I to mean, Eva. would you not? I mean, <laughs> yeah, come on, give me some, Kevin. You go away. Okay, I'm so he saying. tries to cop a feel off Eva Longoria, and she, she kind of removes his hand off of her, you know, Almost to where her boob was, but he was going for her boob. You could see, you know, he was sliding the hands back. He was going. Connie's got it exactly right. He had the thumb on it. I can't see. Says rules for thee, but not for me. You know it, girl. You You got it. it. That's why we laughing because we've been saying it. And then he's over in India with the prime minister, and they start playing the India India national anthem, and there's Joe Biden with his hand over his heart, and then he's going, "Oh shit." Oh shit! What am I doing? Stop it's, talking wait, wait, about wait. Joe Biden. It's not no, our national anthem. No, oh. it's not ours, and nobody oh. else is doing oh. this. I better. Yeah, yeah. I, I, nobody yeah. else. Y'all got me crying right out of the Simpsons. You know that's, <laughs> oh. something, that's something Homer would do. But, yeah, totally. That's <laughs> a Homer Peter. move. Like, that's is, a Homer Peter move. This is all gaslighting. It's gaslighting people because they just keep they keep saying it over and over and over. Joe, I did nothing wrong. I didn't. Hunter did nothing wrong. My son has done nothing. We we're proud of our son and we stand behind in his recovery. And then today, the finally, I don't even know which reporter it was from what news organization was trying to ask. What what's his name again? Oh, I had to, uh, we had to look him up. John, John Kirby. John Kirby was a White House spokesman today. I guess KGP. She need a break. On the, no, yeah, well, she, she can't. You can only lie so many yeah, days in a row. Exhausting. You hey, got to okay. recharge the lie battery. Yeah. But at any rate, they asked him straight up. They're like, "What is it? We have this on tape. You were in the room. Hunter Biden says you were in the room. How can you say you didn't know about it?" John Kirby, I'm not going to answer any questions about that. Oh, of course not. And then so they go to another reporter. Well, another reporter, of course, is going to ask. And he's, he's nope, nope, nope. If you're going to ask about that, I already told you I'm not taking any questions about that. And that reporter tried to get it out, tried to get the question on record. Stonewalling. And he just left. No, it's gaslighting. Uh, well, this he's is started, flat out gaslighting. He started yeah. off stonewalling by saying I ain't going to answer it. And Nothing no. to see here. Yep. There's there's nobody behind mm-hmm. the curtain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's complete because, I you know, again, w- we don't know what is happening. So if you believe some, this is all a pantomime. 
Okay. This is all a lie. The, the Trump, you know, if you believe John Harold, that tell Patriot, you know, Trump devolved the government right before he left office. And this is all just a pamphlet to make up people, you know, so that they can make us whatever again. Or you can believe that this is a, a plot by the international bankers, as I am learning throughout history, that this guy dug up. This guy, William Guy Carr, has dug up so much fucking history and has correspondence and everything to link everything together and actually prove all this shit was what really blows me away. Yeah. Well, baby, you got to do your book report. You got to do your book report. Um, you have homework now. You okay. got to finish the book and then you got to give us a report. Okay, so... <laughs> How about you not interrupt me? You do it all the time. You're right. So when you do it, I really don't give a fuck. But you guys well, guess always what? fucking we don't cry a fuck about either. it. So yeah. we go cry either. So then, then, then we'll stick your head and do it. So we don't know who's. Maybe this is the bankers that, and maybe Trump is a fucking a a ploy, a, a puppet put by the bankers to raise up the patriots in the United States so they can finally get rid of them to take do their world order. Hmm. Oh, and Kevin's over I, there. I don't see that happening. Mm. I, I just, no, I would love, I would Hold love on, for that Kevin, to happen. Wait a second. This guy has proven. No, I would love to see Trump do that, what you're saying. I would love to have that happen. I don't see it happen. Uh, JFK took on the bankers back in the, when he was no, elected no, no, president. No, 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 what I'm saying. And they, oh, they offed him. No, no, what I'm saying is that Trump isn't a good guy. I'm saying the bankers have installed Trump in the position that he's in to raise up the patriots of the United States because the number one thing that they need to do is they need to disarm the United States, the population. That is the number one thing that they need to do. They can't really do anything else with 150 million Americans armed to the fucking teeth. That's a pretty, pretty far stretch, in my opinion, because, well, no, I, I get where you're going. This guy has proven that these same international bankers were responsible for the American Revolution, the French Revolution, the Spanish Revolution, yes. the Marxist Revolution, World War One, <clears throat> World War Two. Those are pretty remarkable things in themselves. I, I'm saying, oh, yes, oh, no. I agree, but the... The American people are not in on it. The, no, the general not. public just, are not in on this. They are not part of the plan. No, they're not. So the, the very second that something like that started to turn, where they realized Trump was some kind of plant or this was a plan to try to disarm them, there is no chance. The American people are going to, the minute they try to disarm them, I hope they're, you're right. They're I, up absolutely. I hope you're right. But they're doing it right now. I don't know, but I know they raided a gun shop in, I think it was New Jersey. And all they took was the registration forms. And I heard that they raided another gun shop in Montana and did the same thing. Did like Took like 4,400 just the registration, took nothing else. Uh, and they're yep. using the IRS to do this, to go in there and do this with the IRS. That's terrifying. Okay. Yeah, they have 87,000 new IRS agents. Remember that video we saw of them, them training the IRS? Yeah, blasting down people's doors and going in and arresting. Yep. On a more... I guess you could say sadder note. Uh, pretty sure everybody's heard about this whole OSHA gate thing. These uh, poor dumb fools who uh, decided to get in a modified um, tugboat with a lid and go to the bottom of the ocean to see the Titanic. Big old tuna can. Yeah, like it's I'm literally sorry, what it I'm looked sorry. like. It just, it I'm doesn't, sorry. it didn't look secure from the outside. I don't mean to laugh. And I saw the inside and I'm like 250,000 a ride? There's no Fuck chance. Fuck me. There ain't no chance. I mean, you might as well crawl inside that freaking water bottle. It might be more cozy. It might. That thing was cramped. It's and they literally put five a death trap. People in there. It was I, a death trap. I, I, 
I don't mean to make light of this, but. It's just a notable mention. We're just going to mention it. I, you I, went down to the bottom of the depths of the ocean in a machine that was not capable of surviving in the bottom of the depths of the ocean and you died. And that's, you, that's your only. There's ball. been whistleblowers coming out that saying that the, the hull of that thing was like four inches thick and it should have been seven inches for the pressure they were yeah, under. I, I mean, mean the, the 13,000 feet, we were talking about this terrifying. earlier. That is an immense amount of pressure. You said it was 6,000 square inch pounds per 6, square inch? 6,000 PSI, yeah. Okay, there's about a square inch, so 6,000 pounds there, 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 there. Every square everywhere. inch everywhere of that around thing you. had 6,000 pounds of it. I mean, that that is an unbelievable amount of pressure on something. And the only thing I, I hope, you know, James Cameron has gone on, he's saying they probably knew what was happening. Absolutely. As it was happening. Absolutely. My only prayer is that it was quick. It was. And the, the final moment was quick, <laughs> yeah. but- I hope they didn't well, have there a was whole terror. lot of warning. Well, I, I think there, there was, was terror. some terror. They probably had about 20 seconds where, it would, you know, 20 to 30 seconds before it went. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe the That's water terror. started to seep because in and stuff. Gotta, but yeah, it, but you got to remember it, it, things are going to start to crack and then they crack right. a little it's bit more. It's probably sounded like they, glass. That's slow until it gets to that point where the structure loses its integrity. Yeah, complete structural failure. Yep. And you just suck in. The 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 part that kind of <laughs> fucked me up the most, I mean, there was several parts, but the guy who built it, <clears throat> the captain or whatever, they had a video of him like doing like a tour of it. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, they say that you're a, you're a legend best on how many rules you break. And he kind of like gave this devilish smile like he had really broke a lot of rules. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you kind of did. And it's a reason why we have those rules so, because now you're fucking dead. So this guy, does he have experience building these subterranean crafts? Uh, I don't know that. I mean, I really don't know. I mean, just <laughs> a regular he guy. Doesn't because it, it collapsed. He was three inches shorter than what the experts say he should have been. He said from, he, he likes from, to break rules. And from what I heard is essentially he built the thing with off the shelf parts. Yes. You know, it's just he... Somebody had impellers. Okay, I'll take some of that. And a lot of the lighting Home in the Depot inside for the wiring was or actually something. camping well, lights. It, he actually said they were camping lights I, inside. I, I of can't the believe that the four other people <clears throat> would get in this fucking thing. No, mm. there's no chance I'm getting in. You there. could put a gun to my head, and I would say, just go ahead and pull the trigger because I'm not going in. There. I actually screenshotted a picture of them because I was just like, I, I just needed to keep these people's face in my brain forever because I didn't want to forget them. And uh, one of them is actually like a pilot. He's actually like a fucking pilot like you. Like he's world traveled. He knows his shit. Why the fuck would you be in there? Yeah. Like you should know better. And then there's an older, older gentleman. And I think the guy in the middle is actually the before we move <laughs> the on, pilot. I, I, but it's a father and son duo that was on there. Yeah. And I this is that. the worst part, y'all. So the father, uh, it was Father's Day weekend and the son, 19, he had apprehensions about getting on. He didn't want to do it. Nervous as he should have been. But it was Father's Day. And I could only imagine he wanted to please his dad, wanted to spend some time with his dad. His dad's all psyched to do this shit. He already spent 500000 to do it. I mean, I, I feel the most sad for that young man because he really didn't even want to be there. He literally did it just to please his father. So I could imagine his real being pissed maybe right before things got bad. Like he was probably really angry. I would have been like, motherfucker, you the reason why I'm down here in the first place. And now I'm really finna get fucked up. Like that's what I would have been thinking if I was hey. him. But you know, that's just, 
uh, you know, it's just it's just really sad. 19 years old, dead and gone. They literally can't even find them. They only are finding pieces they ain't of find the. Them cause they're, they're, they're fish food. Listen, I, I've been I've been snorkeling. They found pieces of the vessel, but no body parts. Find shit. Nobody uh, parts. Maybe some parts, but that's about it. Nope. Before we move on, I do want to say one thing that bothered me about this, the whole thing. I, we have we have seen a week of nonstop coverage on this, right? It, yes. Destruction. What's that? I think it... Uh, I well, mean, no, I, I have an issue because you had five multi-billionaires. Yeah, they was loaded. The, every one of these people was loaded. They paid $250,000 to be on this thing. That that's the starting price. I don't know what extras you could buy, but I guess you could pay for more. Maybe you're the first one to see it. I don't know. At any rate, it's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a piece to get on this thing. That's what they paid this guy that just got yes. killed. Yes, they're all idiots. Boy, yes. right? So, or these five people had something to do with the, that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go on there if you paid me the two fifty. Hell nope. no. no. Hell I, no. I don't think it. Nope. I don't I'm, a, think. I'm a crazy motherfucker. I've done some crazy shit. I've climbed water towers. I've jumped shit, you know, high and fast. And so what I wanted to say was that. we're watching this all week long about these five billionaires. And, and my heart goes out. I don't want to belittle their loss of their families. Right. Mm -hmm. My heart goes out to your families. And I, I'm sorry for the people who died in this thing. Especially that 19 year old. But how how much have you heard about the 500 migrants that went down in the Mediterranean going from Libya to Greece Zip. or to uh, Italy? Zip. Nothing. They, Zip. There was a little liner crawl on the cross, the bottom of the yeah, screen. It's because they- it, 500 people. 500, yeah. Yep. And these are moms, dads, sons and daughters, grandparents, people, you Jeez. know, trying to escape a horrible life, hoping for a better life. And, and we've talked about- you know, illegal aliens and things of that nature. I I never would wish ill upon the people trying to escape these hardships, but they went down in the Mediterranean. And I mean, did you see multiple nations going after trying to rescue those people? Did the U.S. Navy and Coast Guard go over to the Mediterranean to help them out? No. Not that I know of. Connie says distraction. I agree with her. I, I agree they're distract distractions, but it's... How do we know that the... Five people that paid $250,000 per seat didn't go down there, get out of that craft and get into another sub and take off. Boom, exploded. They all died, we think. You you can get in the sub. You can transfer subs underwater. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, Navy SEALs do it all the time. How do we know Ooh. that didn't happen? We don't know it didn't happen, but we Who have were absolutely- these five people that went down there? You said they were all billionaires. Who yeah, were they, they are billionaires, but- What's they, their background, they were their history? Not anybody, Who were they involved with? They were not anybody like politically connected or that things you know. of that. No, they they really weren't. They were just they were business. Yeah, I mean they 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 uh, this one guy is a pilot and the father son. Yeah, they just I mean they just look like rich assholes. I mean no offense, but just a bunch I of mean, rich assholes. I I'm all for speculation and trying to connect the dots and things, but I mean it, there's there was no indication that these people were of any real worldly. Uh, like importance or influence. Yeah, they just I mean, seem really, like and, and regular rich people. I don't mean to play devil's advocate, but we believed the, for years that nobody on the Titanic was worth any importance or anything. Oh either. yes, there yeah. was some pretty no, yeah. no. But I know that they, dogs there. I know, but for you know, the same thing as we were taught for years that Christopher Columbus was the fucking discoverer of America. We have a holiday still for the dumb asshole. We don't know is what I'm saying. As, <laughs> as I'm learning more and more and more about the shit, 
I'm thinking we're living in the matrix and nothing is fucking real. Well, I, I know, but that seems really. Except we know what's real. Like, you know, if you know, I, I'm real. Am I real? That's the thing. You start losing you know, touch with the reality there. Exactly. Like, <laughs> no, is this I mean, real? What we've been told, what we've been taught, what we, the history of us, that's nothing of that shit is real. Right? We and don't well, know anything don't, they What about say? the 500 people that went down real. on the migrant ship? I, mean, I think that's real, and I think this is real. And, and was there anybody of importance on that? We don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, you we, know. We could go off and, and question absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to stick with some kind of factual basis. Yeah. yeah stick with this show. This is factual. <laughs> As you, you hit right your vape. Here and right. No, I, if we're going based on opinion, because that's all we can do is give our opinion. We obviously don't know the facts. I think it's pretty real and pretty tragic and honestly I just cringe every time I see it in the water because let me tell you something you know for a fact it was not a single black soul on that vessel because let me tell you something we go in about three to four feet of water and once it get too high by our waist we out the way. Okay. I went all the way down to Mexico, right? I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Mexico, and we go in the ocean, and we up to the ankles. Everything's cool. We go up to the knees. Everything's cool. I look down and see the fish. I'm fucking out. I don't play around. I got to go. And they like, well, they don't bite. I won't be fucking <laughs> waiting around the sea. I'm getting out of here. I from the rest of the trip, I took pictures of the ocean. Don't need to be in there. So these motherfuckers decided to go all the way to the bottom. I wish I would. That's as far <laughs> as I want to go. Four to five feet. If I can't feel the ground, it ain't nothing at the bottom of the ocean I need to see. Okay? I saw the movie Titanic. It was sad. I see the pictures of the of the real vessel. Why? Hey, that's great. So, I don't need to see it up close and personal. Why ain't you nothing go down see there. the movie? Because I wanted to see the movie. It's a great movie. Why? You already know the end. The boat sinks. Yeah, well, dumbass movie. It's, it's still like, you know. Dumbass movie. I, I, I never, why would I want to see the movie I already know the end to? So well, you want to see the theatrics and the, you know. I, I still have more questions <laughs> you know, about this fucking thing that went down. First off, so these guys are billionaires, right? Yeah. Or millionaires. Yeah. They're businessmen. Yeah. They're, they're pretty smart. Should be. Well. One of them was a pilot. One of them was a fucking pilot. Okay, one's a pilot. Do you, you not have to be smart to be a pilot? Well, yeah, I don't know. He's pretty smart. I'm not that smart. You're pretty fucking smart, Kevin. My point is, is that the guy that built this machine, had he done this before and gone down to 13,000 a machine well, yes, that he the, built? He had multiple trips down to the bottom. There, there's people that have been commenting that have actually been on that sub and went down to see the Titanic. The one that exploded? Yes. Really? It, it's... It's been up and down to see that thing multiple times. This was just the latest trip. I think they've been in operation for like two years or more. Okay. Well, so, that, that there again, uh, my guess is that the, then the machine's been down there too many times. Maybe the integrity. Because every time you go down, down there, it puts it. Oh God, it's massive amount of stress. Yeah, it, it, it contracts it, it and weak, expands. Yep, and it weakens the ship every time you go down there. So I believe we're going to call it a vessel. There, it ain't a ship. It's a vessel. If you go down there enough times, it's weakening it every time because you're putting that much pressure on it every time. God, I, I just get terrified. I, I get terrified I, that just, that's just the logic thinking sense about to me. it. You know, I like Mr. Spock. Right? Ooh. Logically, if you put something under pressure, that type of pressure multiple times. It is eventually going to weaken. All right, so let me let me let me put myself there. So we own if this I little big boat. If I put enough pressure boat, on your melon, and then they enough put us times, in there, 
They locked the door. And then they can't even unlock it from the inside. That's another thing. They, it had to be unlocked from the outside. Oh, hell no. Yes. I'm oh, done. that was another nugget. It had to be right unlocked from the outside. So, okay, you're on a bigger boat. They got the little vessel in the middle. They take y'all out in the heart of the ocean and Oops. just drop you down in there. I cannot imagine when they close that door and just sit in there waiting to get dropped in that fucking water. There ain't no fucking way. I would have been busting that window out with my elbow. Like, no, bitch, I'm a doorknob on the inside. I would, no go, I would, there's no way you, I, like I said, I'm, I've jumped cars. I've climbed water towers and big electrical towers. I've done some crazy shit. I'm a kind of a daredevil. I'll go I, to any I've fucking amusement park and ride any phrases. fucking ride on that amusement park. She knows. I, there's no fucking way I'd get into some dude's homemade fucking no. <laughs> dude to go 13,000 no. feet. Of, to, that would be like going to some pilot that has the the plane that I rode in when I went fishing in Canada. Hey, hey dude. Uh, yeah. I built this thing in the backyard out of yeah. nice carbon fiber fishing poles. Let's go fly it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah and no. I'm going to bring you up to about 10,000 feet. Right. Oh, oh, when I was a God. kid, I was 15, 17 years old. My dad took me fishing in Canada. Yeah. We drove up to the Canadian border, up to the Minnesota-Canadian border. Drove past the Canadian border into Canada for like an hour. Got to a place, got on a plane, because we had to fly into the lodge. There were no roads going into the lodge. Flew into it. Mm -hmm. My dad says to go ahead and sit in front. And this is one of those planes uh, where it's just, you know, a float plane. Yeah. You know, float plane? I think so. Yeah. With just a wings, propeller in the front, little cockpit. Got a couple seats behind. And we're flying. This complains like this. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like this. And I'm looking at the guy, and he's like, don't worry about it, dude. This is what happens all the time. And we're all sitting like this. <laughs> I literally look outside on the wing, and I shit you not. This is a true fucking story. Duct tape. Flapping. Uh, uh, no, no, we don't call it duct tape. Yeah. In aviation, it, no, it's not called duct okay. tape. Okay. It's 200 mile an hour tape. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going like this, thinking we're going to crash at any fucking moment, <laughs> head first into the river, dead, or into somebody's house, dead. I look out the window and I'm like, dude, you got duct tape on your wing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Duct tape's really good. Works really well. You could use it for a lot of things. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I would have had the balls to get on it. I was terrified getting on the helicopter when we was in uh, fucking Hawaii, and it looked pretty secure. I still didn't want to get on that and, motherfucker. I'm like, mm. and just like my dad desensitizing me to my pets dying because he did that, and other animals dying because he did that. He desensitized me to scary shit because nothing in my life has been more scary to me than riding in that fucking plane <laughs> when I was 17 years old thinking Jesus. I was going to die at any fucking moment because it was rattling so hard. I kept looking at the propeller because we were on there for like an hour. Let me give you some expert information here. And you can take this as expert because I have thousands upon thousands of hours in the cockpit. Okay. Turbulence has never Ever this wasn't once. turbulence. We weren't very high. Yeah, I, that's turbulence. If you're bouncing, you're turbulent. Turbulence has never once ever caused an aircraft crash. You know, you fuckers always <laughs> say Not that, one. you pilot. Not one. That's always their excuse. Well, let me tell you something. I've been a pilot all my life, and I've flown every kind of aircraft there is, and I've even flown some that there shouldn't have been. 
Never has turbulence brought it down. Not once. Not once, ever. You know, I was in Florida. I got rocked at turbulence. So I was in a little single-engine Cessna, and it was so bumpy. I nailed my head on the roof of the airplane. Oh, yeah. Cut my head open. Okay? Airplane still didn't crash. Uh, I was fine. Yeah, I'm okay. I wasn't so worried about the turbulence as if I was more worried about the propeller just stopping. Oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah you kind of need pretty you, you want that to keep going, but even that, if that <laughs> the man had fucking duct tape you, on his wing, you want stops, that to keep going. If the propeller <laughs> the man stops, you still keep flying. You the still The man fly. the man had duct tape on his fucking wings. I've and flown it was a starting lot of, to come off. It's just a little duct tape. I've flown My a God. lot of airplanes with duct tape on them. All okay. Right. Trust me. <laughs> this is what happens when we go down the rabbit hole. Okay. Yes. As I started my segment with Time to ask the hard questions. Last week yeah, we said I agree we, with you, Connie. I don't mean to interrupt, but Connie said that oh, would freak me out. Oh, because I can't see the, the the freaking comments. What'd she say? She said it would freak her out. That she said that would freak me oh, out. Oh, your experience yeah. on the plane? Yeah. I, no wonder he's crazy. It makes sense. Connie, it's all, all good. See, They're just bumps in the road. I've been married to this man a year. We've been dating for five years, and I find out new things about him all the time. And I find out that his father is part of the reason why he's a maniac. Well, it's not that he's that. It's not that I'm a maniac. It's and, just that he traumatized me when I was a kid in many ways. And he's a boy. He's a boy. He's a boy. He's a boy. It's a boy. That's, that's and guys do shit like that. And when I was a kid, I had pretty easy childhood. My dad was back then wealthy. You may say, rich white boy. Mm-hmm. I had horses and snowmobiles and. 40 acres to prove you're the you're the problem the f- with america you and your cis white <laughs> maleness and your privilege but my dad <clears throat> but my, i got no i got really no emotional anything and i was on my third mom by the time i was like 12 yeah and, and and we know today that and when i got divorced my first time my wife and i ex-wife and i said listen we need to make it somewhat try to make it as stable as possible for the children because that's the biggest thing when parents get divorced is that stability for the children is what, if that's rocked, that's what fucks them up, is that instability. So what I mean by that is, let's say a parent gets divorced, mom goes this way, dad goes this way, dad's only getting the kids every other week weekend, mom is already bringing guys home two months after, or she moves into another dude's place right away. Mm-hmm. Right. The children, depending on how hold they are, but any child under 14 is going to take may some issue with that, especially if their parents just got divorced. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was literally on my third mom, my dad and my biological mom divorced when I was one. Then I was with my stepmom from one years old till about seven or eight years old. And then my, by the time I was 10, my dad has new wife living in the house. And then I had another mom and she brought her stepson with. So then there was another added thing in the stepson. And he was treated completely different than me which then adds to it. You know, we know all this now. We didn't know this back in the 80s. Fuck. Oh, God, the mm-hmm. 80s. Put him down in front of the TV. He'll be all right. <laughs> you <know>? Okay. <laughs> Are you done? Sure. Jesus. We literally got 10 minutes left of the show. And we I haven't even no, started wait, on, to get to on, my question. On. This is what's wrong with you fucking people. You fucking people. You fucking yeah, you people. But why do you continue to put time limits on our show? You fucking people? You fucking people. What do you mean, you (laughs) fucking people? I mean, you and you (laughs) fucking people. Kind of, you hear this shit? Do you see the struggles a woman has to deal with? She said her upbringing was similar. So she's right there with you. You guys can co-miserate. I 
Don't do something like that. At least I got one person out there that can relate, Connie, because these two people, you know, even though I'm married to this one, I've known this guy for 30 years. They just want to kick me in the nuts and... You and Connie called I'm trying to give the show, the show structure. We said we was going to talk about hard questions, you know, not our hard challenges. We also said we were going to talk about different shit and bring other shit into the show. But then whenever we do that, you guys are like, don't do that. Don't bring that show. Let's get back on track here now. It goes without saying that I'm not your friend. Marvel. Superheroes. That's what I am. Pretty sure I bought you that shirt. I know. What else you got for us? Anyway, <laughs> the hard questions, Connie. Uh <clears throat> We started off last week saying that we weren't going to give so much attention to Joe Biden and the fucking douche nozzles because they get enough attention on the mainstream media. We are going to go more into planning and just having the hard conversation. So last week we were talking briefly about just skills, assets. What do you bring to the table? And I gave the analogy of if all of your neighbors were standing in the street uh, everything's shut down. There's no more Wi-Fi. There's no more cable. All of our luxuries as we know it are gone. So you have resorted to your neighbors and just coming together in the street and you're all talking and you're huddling and you're trying to figure out what your thing is. In the comments, if you don't mind sharing, what do you think your four things would be or whatever your main thing is? Or you got one, two, three things. I just want to know where your minds are as far as what you offer. Last week, I said I was a pretty good cook. I'm organized. I uh, am a hard worker and I do good pedicures. So those are four things that I could do anytime, all day. Kevin, if you had to list um, or, or say what you could confidently bring to the table if we were in this huddle, what would you be able to provide to the group? Oh, I'm, I'm really mechanically inclined. Right. I, I know how things operate, how they work. And, you know, even if we don't have something functional, I, I understand fairly well how it should work or how it was designed to work. So, you know, fixing things, I guess, would be one of my top skills. If, if we had like, a broken radio or yeah, broken walkie talkie or I'm decent with electronics. I understand electronic theory, but I, I wouldn't say I would be so much fixing electronics as more mechanical things because without like a repair manual for certain electronics, if, unless you're really, really good with electronics, you don't know how to specifically yeah. fix mm -hmm. that model of thing. I mean, diodes I, and triodes and whatever. I'm good with radios and yeah. communications okay. and stuff like that. Like I said, I'm a ham radio operator, but okay. I, I better have a functioning radio. I don't want to have to fix too much. If it's a burnt out resistor, fine. I'm good, but uh, let's not get too deep. I would say I'm more mechanically inclined. Mechanical. You could, op uh, you could yeah. operate the radio. Oh, I can operate lots. That's oh. Connie says she, uh, you guys say that mm -hmm. she's got her list. Okay. I can cook, grow food, hunt, sew, mechanically inclined, CNA? raising animals. Yeah, she's a total package. Did she put yeah, the CNA on there? Because we know she's a CNA. She said that last week. Well, we don't advertise her too much. She got Mike at home too, you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I Connie. Say, I didn't say she was a single. Connie <laughs> has listed all of her skills. So there you go. Boom. You got him who can operate the radio. Connie with her skills. I can be in the kitchen cooking. Honey, what is something that you would be able to provide at the meeting to say you can do with confidence? Well, I mean, I, I've done so much shit. I mean, I know how to build. A, I can probably build a hut. Okay. Because I can build, you know. Yeah, I, you I've, I've built construction houses before. Skills, I've roofed yep. before. I've built. Cabinets. I know I'm mechanically inclined. I could probably get an engine running. 
Heck uh, yeah. I can hunt. Okay. I can cook as well. No. That's what I'm doing. Don't well, see, try to, I was going to ask you about the cooking. So don't you, try to hone in on my thing. That's you, my you thing. Know, you know how to cook like some really good chicken. I know. You know what I want to know, people, is so we got Jesse hunting. We got Angelica cooking. There's a step in between there. <laughs> that's, that, that's Mr. Butcher Man. Uh-huh. Which one are y'all going to be butcher. butchering? Well, <laughs> Anybody out there good at butchering? We need somebody to butcher because I can well, do it. it. I mean, it, Fuck! It's been so long since I got it. I, I yeah, exactly. It's I been could twenty five okay. years since I got, but I have. I still have a pretty good idea. The one thing you do not want to do when you gut something, anything, I'm gonna make a list. Yeah, is you do not want to bl- break open the bladder or yeah, where the poo is. Stuff. And oh, she says she can clean an animal. Yeah, Connie okay. can clean. Nice, Connie. I, I I could I can gut a deer no problem. That's okay. that's no issue. And I could probably fumble through enough butchering to get you some food. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. We'll be able yeah, to eat I know some. What, yeah. I know what okay. meat is meat, but what I, my question is to Angelica, since you can cook, and I'll pose the same question to Connie, which I imagine all of you out there, all of you, yeah. all of you, Connie, the only one has been talking to us. Hey, we know Connie. how to cook. We know how to cook. I can cook beef, and I can cook, you know, but. Can you cook squirrel? Can I you, would cook it in can the. Can you cook rabbit? I mean, you throw it in the pot with some vegetables because and boil if, it. If you're, I'm all I got. If everything is shut down, <laughs> if everything is shut down, and you go to the store and there's nothing there, you know the only meat you're going to be able to get is squirrels, rabbits. You know, you could yeah. try to go deer hunting if you're in a spot that there's going to be deer. I mean, where we're going to be, there is, because I was out mowing his grass, and I saw this deer, and it was this was awesome. So I'm sitting on this vent track, which is a big mower, and I'm looking out in the different paddocks at the horse boarding farm, and all of a sudden, this deer just comes running, and booming, bounces over one fence line, boing, bounces over another fence line, and behind is this little fawn. Runs underneath the first fence line, <laughs> runs underneath the second fence line. Then she gets to the back fence, which was with the angle from where she was over the fence was probably six and a half feet. She just one leap. Yeah, it's amazing. the whole fucking thing. She probably was eight feet in the air. That's pretty cool. The, the, the fawn ran up to the fence, went like this, and then scurried underneath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that could have been I, our dinner right there. I, I think... We're pretty, most people, I think they're fairly confident in, you know, like hunting and, and gathering type skills as far as meat, you know, squirrels, rabbits, deer, you name it. People, even people that don't hunt feel they probably aren't that good at it, but they feel confident in the fact that they could learn to hunt pretty quick, right? I will be better at fishing. I think, well, fishing's tough. I mean... It is. I think we're trying to hunt where people start to lose out and and where you start to really miss your modern day conveniences is like in flavoring the food, the the salt and pepper and things like that. Spices. You're not going to have those spices. Oh yeah, I will because I got a whole cover for the spices and they will be in a bag coming with us. (laughs) But I think what would be more important is learning a lot of the lost kind of um, herbal things. Mm Mm-hmm. Learn what plants are in your area. What what things, what weeds grow around you that are helpful, medicinal, add flavor to food. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got plantain weed out in my backyard like crazy. And I, I know you know what it is. You just didn't know the name of it. It's got that big wide leaf and they grow real low in the grass. Plantain's an unbelievably valuable 
or uh, weed to have around. It acts as aspirin. If you got a headache, chew on a plantain leaf. Mm. You get a bee sting, macerate a plantain leaf and put it on it. It acts as a poultice. That's just one thing, one weed I can think of in my backyard. Get to know what's in your backyard. Actually, there's a, a flower called a strawberry uh, shampoo lily, and it's actually a flower that grows out of the ground that you can actually, it secretes this uh, shampoo-like secretion, and you can actually wash your hair with it. This lady is into plants and, and gardening. I like to follow her on Facebook, and it's actually called a shampoo lily. It's a big kind of red kind of coney-looking flower, and she literally just squoze it in her hand, and you could just see this creamy clear kind of substance coming out of it and she washed her hair right on camera with it and just took some water and everybody it. knows about aloe vera plant. you know aloe vera aloe vera is very very good and there there are plants and herbs and things weeds well we, we we don't know about this because of john day rockefeller exactly and they made, us, they made it illegal or you can't use it i recommend um because if something happens we're out of where we are yeah you're bolton i'm bolton i'm going to mitch's yep He's got 10,000 rounds and he lives on 40 acres. That, that's that's a plan. That's a good plan to have ahead of time. Problem is, is I have two children. I have one <clears> child <throat> that has three grandchildren. And she may not be able to go from where she's at to Mitch's because I want her there too. My son's up in Detroit or Duluth, Duluth. And I'm sorry, but I'll call, you know, try to get some message to him to get to where, you know, or t- I've told him. Well, this is part of, we... <laughs> I brought it up with Steve a few times back when he was on. They are running ads on TV called Make a Plan. Yeah. Okay. That's, it's actually not bad advice. Uh-uh. But this this is part of the plan <coughs> is have a place that you're going to go to if something happens. Uh-huh. If if all hell starts breaking loose, you know, the, the power grid goes down, communications black out. All of a sudden, there's food not showing up to the grocery stores. Have a plan for that mm-hmm. and, and say, you know, share that plan with your kids. If your kids don't live with you, say, hey, this is where I'm going to be if something goes to hell. Yep. Yeah. So and, that you know you can meet there. And then have a go bag, an emergency bag, like a bag that you have a pair of pants in, an extra pair of socks, a hat, gloves, whatever you feel like you would need based on the climate you live in. Since we live in a cold climate, I would probably pack a, like a duffel bag with a pair of boots, scarf, hat, gloves, just in case this My shit happens hurts. in the, you know, it happens in the winter. Like you just kind of. Almost have to think of worst case scenario with your go bag. Don't expect it to be summer. Expect it to be cold if you live in a colder climate. So pack accordingly. And the go bag is to stay somewhere that you can get to it, but not where you use it if you need to go to the gym. Like you don't want to make your go bag something you're using for convenience. It's a bag that you just sit and wait for an emergency and then you grab it and go. And the other thing is, is that if you live in a city, you need to you need to get the fuck out of that city. Well, yeah. Because if shit goes bad, the cities are going to be the worst. Supply chains go bad, food goes down, power goes down. Cities are going to be the worst. And I, I places on the planet because those people are going to be so desperate. They're, it's going to be absolute anarchy and chaos. A bug out bag, like Connie says, that's exactly right. <laughs> a bug I, out bag. I don't want yeah. our viewers to get confused here. We're we're not trying to be a prepper channel. No, and I'm not trying to be a doom. No. I'm not trying to be a doom. And we're not doom. You know, we like are not predictors. licensed to tell you anything. <laughs> well, okay. And, uh, it's just suggestions and we're just 
talking amongst and, and we're not preppers either. Yeah, I, I, I have would not, not consider myself. Just so y'all know, just so y'all know, Angelica and I have nothing prepped. I have been asking him so, to though. I, oh, geez. But what we're saying is ha- making a plan and having knowing your skills, knowing your neighbor's skills. If you don't live in an inner city, or if you plan on trying to you know stay in your home, know your neighbors. Know what skills they have. Know your yeah. community mm-hmm. and take common sense precautions, common sense preparation. Mm-hmm. Because like one thing that I thought of, like I said, I'm not a prepper, but when we've seen, we have seen in the past with COVID-19 that they claim there was all these supply chain interruptions, right? Well, if you need antibiotics or medication, Plan ahead for that. I did. I actually, I found I'm, a place. Yeah, tell us about it. I found this stuff Jace online. Case. On. It's called the Jace case. And I got to preface this. And just so everybody knows, we're not advertising. We're just. Oh, we're not sponsored. Either. I they are not, not advertising. <laughs> we are not sponsored. They're not paying us to say I this. I purchased this with my own money mm-hmm. on my own. This is absolute. We are not compensated. We are not compensated or sponsored, unfortunately, but hopefully. But I did find, (laughs) and I'm going to tell you the name because I don't care. I paid for it. (laughs) It was, this is a, an antibiotic kit, an individual antibiotic kit. And it was made by Jace Medical. And Jace has a number of products. If you're interested, go find them. I don't care. At any rate, this is antibiotics for a single person. And they are made for storage, and it comes with a number of different antibiotics. Like, I got to bear with me. I'm not a doctor. Some of them words, honey. (laughs) Azithromycin, uh, doxycycline, doxycycline. Yeah, okay. Amoxclav something. I think a lot of them are part of the penicillin family. Well, most are moxicillin. Metronin. Dazali and Ciproflaxacin. And I know Connie is out there just. She, yeah, she's probably she dying right now. You are laughing your ass off Butchered. at me. I know Connie. <laughs> at any rate, this is prescribed. I have a prescription from a doctor. I had to do an interview to get this stuff. So these are prescribed to me, and it comes with a ton of information on how to use it, when to use it. Yeah, I I don't just dig in this antibiotic I, I, bag for no reason. These these things have specific uses, and you can screw things up by taking too many antibiotics. So don't do that. This is for emergency, and it's got a little guide that comes with it. Yeah, Two hundred and fifty bucks. I, I want I want that information because we should get one for yeah. for each of us. Two hundred and fifty. I, I might bucks. even want to get one for my daughter, my son. Just have that, you know. I bet. I bet you they got to be interviewed to do that. Well, yeah, you do. You have to go online. A, so indiv- we can get one for you and I, mm-hmm. and and you fill out your medical history, medical information, because of course these are prescription medications. Yeah. They there is the possibility of allergic reactions if you're allergic to one thing or another. I had to specify I was allergic to penicillin, which I am. So, oh, that's why you got those then, because you have no penicillin family in that. Correct. So if we got that, like I'm not uh, allergic to penicillin, so I would probably get stuff in the penicillin family, like amoxicillin. Um, 
I've, I've taken amoxicillin before. I think I have too. It, and, and I have taken amoxicillin <laughs> in my life and I'm not even sure how allergic to penicillin I am. I was told since I was an infant that I've been allergic to penicillin and I don't think it was that severe of a reaction, but I keep listing. Well, I did the same thing. I was issued codeine one time. Oh, I am allergic to every single form of codeine, morphine, any, yeah, I'm, any, I'm not, I'm not allergic to, allergic to morphine, but I don't even know if I'm allergic to codeine. I took codeine one time and my stomach got messed up. I felt like shit. Okay. So I, I can't take any pain medication, it's important for people to know that they, they do take precautions and antibiotics are not something you really want to goof around. And, but, but in a situation like that, the other thing, Connie, I got to answer Connie's question. She, she put up on here. Is it jacemedical.com or jmedical.com? I believe it's Jace Medical and it's J-A-S-E Medical, Connie. Or even try to Google Jace case because I wrote that down when he brought it out, Jace case. I bet you if you just looked up Jace case, it'll probably bring you right to the site. It, it will. Yep. One, I like movies. I watch a lot of movies. Have you ever seen The Edge? I don't think so. The Edge is with Alec Baldwin, who I can't stand as a human being. Yeah, I probably didn't see it just because of that. But he's a good actor. <laughs> he is a good actor, I will say that. And he was really good in Miami Blues. He was a pretty good bad guy. Just but get, anyway, to get to it. it. Stop it. <laughs> but anyway, in The Edge, he plays a producer to a billionaire's wife, who's played by Ellie McPherson. You know who she is. Oh, yeah. Well, this was in her not so distant past of the swimsuit stuff. She was in a uh, sports illustrated swimsuit. Oh, you definitely wanted to bump fuzzies with her, I bet. No, I, my 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 swimsuit was a uh, girl was Kathy Ireland. Yeah, she was hot yeah, too. Kathy. Kathy Ireland was, yeah, she was incredibly hot too. just, she was just. And I know just recently with, uh, what's her name? Martha Stewart. I know he got pretty worked up on that one. I know he did. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's yeah. his type right there. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Martha Stewart, yeah. She did look good. And don't do it in a mocking voice. She really did. So anyway, in The Edge, uh, Anthony Hopkins, who I love, is a fantastic actor, is married to Ellie McFusen, and, and Anthony Hopkins is somebody in his late 50s. She's in her 30s. <laughs> and he's a billionaire. They go up to Alaska to do a shoot. And in the middle of them shooting, he gets them to go like 60 miles, 100 miles up into more deep woods, Alaska, to see this Indian that's in this hut that he lives in or whatever. And on their way up there, they run into a flock of birds and their plane goes down and they're stranded. The pilot dies, Baldwin and... So uh, you're back in the plane crashing thing now? Yeah. And Hopkins and one other guy survive, but the other guy dies. And if Angelica would see it, she would know that it was a black guy. And she'd be like, oh, yeah, the token black guy dies first. When actually the pilot died first. Anyways, but one of the things in that movie is is, is Baldwin's going nuts, right? We're going to die. We're going <laughs> to die. What the fuck are we going to do, Charles? What the fuck are we going to do, Charles? Typical liberal. And... Uh, Anthony Hopkins goes, what's the, you know, the number one reason that people, when they get lost in the woods die, you know what the number one reason is? They freak out. Yes. Yeah. They exactly. don't, they don't use the number, yeah, they, don't. they don't use the one thing that will save them. 
And the one thing that will save them is their brain. Think. If they would just calm down and think. Yes, you are in a situation that you didn't want to be in. Yes, it's a dire situation. But if you sit down and actually think about it and think about what you need to do to survive, you will survive. The movie is fantastic. They actually kill a big grizzly bear, too. Wasn't it uh, Donna Summers that says that she will survive as long as she knows how to love? There's a, there's, she knows she'll stay alive. <laughs> there's a She's scene in got there. all the life to live. So it, did, let me finish this, here. I'm still oh, talking. Jesus There's a scene in Christ. there where, where a, a grizzly bear who kills the other guy that survived because he bled and they were supposed to bury the blood, but they hung it up. And this ki- grizzly bear hunted him down. He's a man killer, kills the one guy and then starts chasing the other two because he's a man killer. He likes man flesh. And Anthony Hopkins remembered a picture he saw of an Indian with a, Spear, and he's like Baldwin is freaking out again. He goes, he's like, what are we gonna do, Charles? What are we gonna do, Charles? Charles is like, we're gonna kill the bear. And he's like, how are we gonna kill the bear, Charles? How are we gonna kill the bear? And Charles cuts his thumb and he goes with blood. It's just kind of cool to see Anthony Hopkins like be like tough. And is is this? The this end is the here? Other, no, this is the other things that we we talked. No, this is not the other things. I, this I'm, is I'm, Jesse's I'm, fucking story. No, I'm trying to figure out where this ties in, or what. I mean, the first part of the what story. It, how it ties in? Tied is in really Next well. week on Jesse's story time movie work. review. <laughs> how it ties in is this: in a situation where things are dire and like a cataclysmic event, the way you survive is to by use your brain and critically think by using what show are we there on? There we go. The gray matter. The first half of your story, honey, would have have sealed that up real nice. Just because... Jesse makes a fantastic point, though. That is for real. You need to stop and think. We just took the, you know, the the very scenic route to get to the point, but very we got there. Very scenic. It was it was gorgeous, honey. I love you. Uh, <laughs> another thing I wanted to mention hey. about the, whoo, right there. <laughs> One thing I wanted another. You know, thing I, wanted. I also want to make it entertaining no, 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 no. for our guests and, yes. our, and our audience. Absolutely. I want to make it somewhat entertaining. Okay, so you know, if y'all want to be stuffy and and right now, well, I'm water crankcake, and this is the stop news. interrupting me. First of all, boo! After you kill the bear and you get your go bag, <laughs> another thing you might want to do is check your water. Figure out if you have water like laying around. What if the water goes down? Everybody knows you need water, right? You, you need water. So at your local grocery store, just the next time you're there, just browse and see what they have as far as water availability. You don't need to go out and stockpile water, but it would be nice to have a couple of gallons laying around no, or even no. one of those. Um, what is it Trooper is saying? You need well, 15 gallons per yep. person? So Trooper, who, um, if you listen to Steve Murray like we do and you like Steve Murray, he has a, one of his good friends, Trooper, who he on his channel, he goes into all of this stuff. Oh, how yeah. to, because water, you can't just put water in any container and just say, okay, I'm going to put it in a container and leave it there. Like a milk jug. Oh, no. Those type of jugs, they're not, a, they're not made to hold water for that long of time. And when it sits in a jug like that, it starts to break down, I think, or it breaks down the plastic or something with the plastic, and it just, it, it, something happens. I don't remember what Trooper said. 
But he did say that you should have about 15 gallons per person. Yeah. And 15 gallons per pet in readiness, in improved uh, containers. He also said that, well, he, the Who's going to carry that all in an emergency situation, though? Well, no, no. He, well, he, he's talking about in place. Yeah, if you're he's, in part, he's place. talking about if you're staying in a in a place. I'm talking about getting prepared to go to the place. So well, you're going to have to leave every, all that shit behind anyway. I know, but not everybody would not leave, do that. Leaving, yeah, yeah every, there may be some people that stay in their homes. True. Okay, so they need to have that water. If the water shut down, they need to have that water for cooking, for bathing, for this, for that, you know? So he also said, don't store gas. Don't have 15 gallons of gas in, well, in gas cans because gas breaks down even oh yeah, faster goes, than water. It goes to tarnish, nasty. And if you don't keep it uh, putting stable in it, you got to put stable in it, stabilizer in it to keep it to last a little bit longer. But, and the reality is, is like in our case, we just need, you know, to make sure that our gas, our car is full of gas on Bingo. a night, on a, you know, and have five gallons left over because we're going, you know, we're not going that far unless we have to go get my daughter and my grandson. So he just made a good point. If you don't feel comfortable keeping the gas in the tanks in the garage, just always make sure that your car is on full. Yeah. Make sure your car is on full. Don't be riding around on E and Lord knows I've done it, but I've gotten much better, she much, much better about it. Like well, keeping it at a half. Well, honestly, I've been riding my fancy bike most of the time, so. I ain't worried about gas. Yeah. That's his uh, problem. And I drive the car a lot more he often. He drives the so, car. So and he's very good at up, We it. try to fill up here in-, in uh, It's on E right now. Corner. I've seen a lot of prepper channels. I, I used to enjoy watching. There was They had a prepper show on like Discovery. And, and I've gone down the prepper rabbit hole on YouTube, right? And I get it. There's people that have done some pretty elaborate prepping. Yeah. And it's cool to look at. Yeah. We're, we're not talking about that stuff no. here. We're, no. we're talking about- common sense things that you you don't necessarily think of that we take for granted every day like the water like yeah. medication like mm -hmm. gas in your car yeah. so we we started going to cub and this is a great idea guys if you got if you're around a cub go to cub and, and find where you buy their water or, their, or, their, or kroger their, um, your local your local market their osmosis water that they sell and you get a five gallon you can get a five gallon jug for 14 bucks mm -hmm. on the first buy, and then every time you fill it up, it's like 69 cents. A no, no, it's like $3 or something yeah, it's like, like that $3 to fill it up. to fill up. So we have three of those that pretty much are full all the time. Yeah, it, it, those little things. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't have to build a shelter underground nope. in the nope. backyard. And, and or don't, a bunker. And don't go storing up 50,000 rounds of ammunition. Or and, food and... I mean, and yeah. It, and it, it, have some food for a few days. Well, dried food, canned fine. goods. You know, you can yes. go with dried food. You can go with Emmys or what they're called, the, the military shit, you know, that tastes like, meals. Yeah, you know, you pour water in it, whatever. The, we we went to Costco or, or Sam's Club and we just bought a bunch of canned food because well, that's got a two, three year eight. Now I understand that that's heavy, but again... If we are just packing up to go somewhere, I want to grab as much food as I possibly yeah, can. Yeah, you only need a day or two, right? Yeah. yeah. It, the thing is to get through a few days to where you can either get somewhere or establish a way to continually feed your, because you're not going to stock up six, eight, nine months of food. You know, yeah. no, that's yeah. just, it's kind of ridiculous. The biggest problem I see is these people, they stock up these food. They got this, 
these cans full of dry food that you, you boil and it sits there for years and years and years and you've got a huge investment poured into that and you do have to rotate that stock. If you don't use it in five years, yeah. I I've, have seen some of it with a, a 10-year shelf life. But think about that. If, if it's sitting for 10 years, you better use that or you're going to be throwing it away. What I've found works very well for me like you all know, you've watched the show. I go to the Boundary Waters every year. I buy enough dry food, this backpacking food that I use, where you just add boiled hot water to it and it makes a meal, mashed potatoes, you name it, anything. I buy enough of that so that I have extra for here at home. And I continually use that through the year and I buy more next year to go camping. So that my stock is constantly rotating, you know, you can do, but I have a week's worth of food at any given time. Yep. Yep. Or you can do the freeze dried thing where I think that lasts up to 25 years. That that's what these are. They're freeze dried, dehydrated food packs. And the longest one I've seen on those is 10 years. Well, they, I've seen, I've seen them advertised. I'm sure they do. On a personal note, I was thinking, okay. (laughs) I'm in the middle of nowhere. My civilization's broken down. What is in my bag? Like, what would be in my book bag? So I started a little list. I'm like, I know I would have a Ziploc bag, probably full of like my keepsake stuff, like probably sentimental pictures or papers or just stuff that I had a chance to grab. It'll be in there. I would probably have some matches because I don't know how to start a fire. So I would probably keep my matches in that Ziploc bag so they don't get wet. And, you know, I can start a fire. I would also want to have some batteries and a flashlight just in case I couldn't figure out how to start a fucking fire. And I still need to be able to see. Don't Um, you remember? Jesse said you can't have a lighter because he's he's not. I said you a, matches. I know, but he he ain't giving you a lighter. I got my own matches. <laughs> Women's independence over here. I would have a little small little throw blanket because I might get cold. You know, extra socks. Like this is stuff that I would put in my bag that I would want to walk around on my back. I would have a couple uh, canned goods in there, probably some cookies, whatever I could find. Just my bag. So think about it that way. Like if you were in the middle of nowhere and you only had enough stuff to put in one bag, what would be the stuff that you would need in that bag? That's how you really need to start thinking about it. You only got one bag. I always think of the walking dead situation. I'm going to be on the go. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be running. I can't be wagged down with a fucking five gallon water and all this food and shit. Like I need my stuff to be on my back so I can run just in case something is chasing me. Time out, time out. We've been doing this for almost two years, right? Have we really? Yeah. Yeah. And wow. and way back in one of the very first episodes, we tasked Angelica to learn how to start fire. Has she done that yet? No. I, I got his lighter. And if he won't give me his lighter, <laughs> what if I you got don't matches. have a lighter? Well, I'm gonna have matches. I got it on my list. It's very simple, actually. It's not that hard to start a fire. You need stuff that's going to light, first of all, and then you need to find something that's going to cause something to light. Usually, We're, we're, we're going to have to teach Angelica how I to I got matches, and I'm going to have sticks you, you and wood. To, I don't to, understand how you, my my fire ain't going to work. what if you don't have matches? I'm go- it's on my list. Okay, what if you're going to have so it let on me your ask list? You this. So what after this starts, and you have what you have on your list, and you're, but the, 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 the catastrophe has started, <laughs> at some point, you're going to run out of matches. Connie, I know a, ma- a magnifying glass works great, but again, you, we have, we have oh. a learning curve there. That reminds me of another scene. In the- <laughs> I'm not your friend. No, we're okay. not. No, no, you're done with that goes right into what Connie you're, you're says. You're done. And this is a good you're survival tip. Christ. This is a good survival tip. So uh, Alec Baldwin's like, we can't make a fire. We can't make a fire. 
And, you know, Anthony Hopkins looks at him and says, how do you make a fire out of ice? And Baldwin goes, what do you mean? What do you mean? He's like, how do you make a fire out of ice? And he, he polished him up a nice ice cube that he took a he <laughs> took a piece of ice and he molded it to a, it would look like a glass like a magnifying glass and he used it as a magnifying glass and it, like I say Connie there there's a learning curve involved with the magnifying glass that we we still haven't laid the foundation of how to actually make a fire so one of these days we're going to take Angelica outside we're going to do we're going to do some great matters out on location <laughs> so and we're going to do fire, fire, fire starting a pair of glasses fire starting demonstration as long as you get the light if, as long as you get the lens right where the the sun is shining through the lens and it, it has to be the right shape it does I don't know if it does it. Yes, it has to these concentrate. unknowns, my matches will always work. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna have enough matches. After you light twenty fires, you're out of matches. Who said I'm only gonna have one book? Okay, you get forty fires. You okay, get- <laughs> I'm gonna have like a hundred fires. She's gonna have the whole damn backpack full of matches. <laughs> full of matches. <laughs> so, I want you. I got some homework for you. Homework for me? You the one got homework? I I know how to light a fire. You don't. So here's a I quick, do know how to light a fire. Okay, without a match, how do you light a fire? Magnifying glass. Thank you, Connie. What if you don't have a magnifying glass? Glasses. You don't have glasses. You have nothing. Ice. You have no ice. You have nothing. Guess I'm fucked then, huh? It's summertime. No. You got to rub sticks. That's so. what I'm saying. I know that's not going to work for me. I don't have the patience. So what I want you to write down is I want to write want you to write down what what trees help start a fire. You got me fucked up. Because birch, birch, birch is trees, a phenomenal. Okay. Cedar the trees. Flakes of birch trees are literally like. There's a resin in the bark. You light it on fire and it, 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 it'll just go. Poof. Again, I got matches. I got sticks. <laughs> this is all good information. When we're in the field, you guys can point out these trees and tell me how great they are. But I'm going to have my Ziploc bag see, this, with my matches see, and my uh, batteries, my flashlight, my see, blankets. See, Connie. You guys are very entertaining. Right. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Connie. I try to entertain, Which, but I'm, I'm, I'm Jess, held back. Wait. I am held back by the... Let, wait a second. In, in, in other words, she's not laughing with you. She's laughing at you. Yeah, hey, that's, that's, a, that's, fine. A nice laugh at that's a nice I mean, way of putting it. That's a nice way of putting it. Do you think I... I'm, I'm not trying to be mean, but do you think I really care? My whole... Props are all toys. I mean, I, it's ridiculous. You want to laugh at me? Go ahead. There's Speaking plenty of, of people ridiculous, that laugh at me. I've, I've I'll joined laugh the with lunacy. you while we're laughing at me, and we'll do it together. I'm, How about that? I've joined the, literacy, the lunacy. Uh, we stopped by the, the comic book store last she week. Got and, um, she got some. She got some. Comic <laughs> she got some. Dude, I got some comic. She got some dudes. I got them. some figures. Um, I did. I, I fell into the loop. They had like a box of toys with just about every toy you could think of well, it's and I'm figures. going through them and I'm like hey this is such and such and this is such and such so I had to get the Valkyrie and uh, Child at Heart yes, Wonder I, Woman well, I she, see Child at Heart that's more than that <laughs> she 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 made the mistake of buying me comic books mistake or a now generous I, I, gesture I used to have about 2,000 comic books a mistake got, or a generous, a generous gesture however you want to see it I thought I was being nice I, I used to have 2,000 comic Books. I have four tattoos that are comic book related, <clears throat> themed, and she bought me comics. And then well she wanted to go this. into the comic book store because she wanted me to tell her what she wanted me to buy. And I, of course, who had 2,000 comics, went to the back issues 
And oh my lanta, did I just fall back into heaven because it was so many. I looked at the Hulk back issues and I'm like, oh, you got all these comics. And so she opened Pandora's okay, box. So I'm on my it. own here, folks. Help, no, you're God not. Help me. I'm, I'm with you because I don't even <laughs> Bribery, know. That's exactly how what that got is. In Connie, there. You got that. You know, Connie, you need to friend me on Facebook so then we can chat about maybe us coming to see you and Mike when we go on our honeymoon <laughs> in the next. Next week? Yeah, where they at? Denver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Weed's legal out there. So, uh, yeah. Yes, Kevin. You guys have heard. They're they're going on their honeymoon We're next going week. on our honeymoon. And I don't think Denver's we're, too far from South Dakota, is it? We're trying. Well, no. Is it too far from Cheyenne? Not far from Cheyenne at all. Ooh. Ooh Connie, friend Connie. me on Facebook. Send so me a friend request so we they, can chat on Messenger and we come see you and Mike out in Denver. They are heading out. For a road trip for their honeymoon. It's been almost a year since they've been married. Yes. We well, got kids. So they're we, finally going. Yeah. But at any rate. <laughs> it ain't my fucking I am, fault. <laughs> I am trying to arrange this. We're trying to arrange it. So I don't know. Possibly we can get them on the show from on the road. I'll still be here in studio, but we'll try to get them on. I don't see why we couldn't. If you just send me the tag on my, or the link on my phone, I could send just, you a Zoom link, just like we yeah, do we for can Steve. Just yeah, up we can my phone or the camera, and we can sit on the bed in our hotel or whatever. Oh no, we want to be on location, so we're fucking cool, like yeah. Mount Rushmore or something. Well, but see, it's going to be Friday night. Yeah. So oh, so we ain't gonna be nowhere fun. We'll Honestly, we be in the car. Will, yeah, we'll be in the car. <laughs> but we have the mount, following we Friday. We have a mount in the car. We can. Yeah. No, but the following Friday we might be somewhere cool because we'll we'll be somewhere. Or, oh, you guys are gonna be gone two damn Fridays. Two weeks. Or 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 it was worth the wait. Don't or, say it. Don't say it on the we air. Could have we'll eight. talk about it afterwards. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> don't tease him. He's finna drop all no. the beans. He's gonna drop no. them all. Okay. See what I mean? They're just holding me and they handcuff me and they just bring me down. Everything. Stay Kevin, tuned. We might have a surprise. We're, so basically, we're trying to orchestrate and keep our schedule because we really, really appreciate the people who come faithfully. Mike, Connie, Chopek. Shishopek. Shishopek. And there's one other one. And and just Kit. Kit. Like everybody who comes, we appreciate you guys coming and being faithful viewers. So we're trying to figure out a way. Robert might be out there. Right. Robert. You know, we got some people who who and what's the one guy who was here last week? Uh I forget. Something eyes. Something eyes wide open. So we got some people who come. We've got a lot more than And we really try to commit to the Friday nights and we want to respect you guys' time and and respect your loyalty. So we're going to try to figure out a way to incorporate the great matters on our honeymoon road trip. Because we'll literally be leaving Friday morning in the wee hours. So we'll be somewhere around this time Friday night. Yeah. And Connie, um, you said you're in Southern Colorado. Um, yeah, send me a, 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 a tongue-tied friend, friend request on Facebook, and we'll chat on Messenger. Because we can, at one, the only place that we're destined to go right now is South Dakota. After that, we just got to make it down to Nevada and Arizona. The way we get down Nevada and Arizona, that's kind of up in the air. We were going to go to Cheyenne. We, we are went, going to we Cheyenne. Go, we are going to Cheyenne. She's like, ooh, that would be awesome. So friend request me. On Facebook, and then we'll we'll chat on Messenger. We're going to be meeting people that he has known on the internet, so why not, Connie yeah, and Mike? Yeah. Go 
for it. Yeah. Well, come on now. These are not people that we know on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you you're know? not the only ones. He's. Uh, we're going to be stopping by to see. We're going to go see Steve Murray. We've interviewed him a dozen times. What about the other guy you told me about? I met him on the Unapologetic <laughs> Republican, which was a group on Facebook. Jesus. And I met him right after basically the 2020 election. When I was heavily active on Facebook. I know. I remember liberals. coming home one day and you were on the phone with this guy. I vaguely remember and that. And he, he, we chatted on, it was a post on something. I don't remember, but, but we chatted. Um, oh, Connie says, not a weirdo promise. Yeah. That makes me feel good. For anybody that wants to send Jesse, whatever, there the email address is on the screen for you. It's jesse at thegraymatters.tv, and you're welcome to send him an email. Yeah, he so will respond. And, and Connie, you can search me out on Facebook and send me a friend request. For that matter, if you want to email any one of us, it's jesse at thegraymatters.tv. Yeah, Angelica at Gray Matters. Angelica or Kevin at thegraymatters.tv. Real imaginative we are here. No, Connie, but we're we, glad you're not a weirdo. That's good to know. We don't imagine that we get a lot of weirdos watching our show. I mean, I like to think we just got regular people. I know, because people. we're the biggest three weirdos there are. No, I'm normal. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. I'm Monkeys normal. Might fly out of my I, I'm sky. normal. When you have to announce that you're normal, you're probably yeah. not normal. So John, Emmerich is his name, we started talking on Messenger. And then one day we talked on the phone. I know. I was there that day, honey. So I just want to see Mount Rushmore. I want to see Crazy Horse. He want to see Rapid City and, and Deadwood. And, no, I want to go to fucking Deadwood. Yeah, I'm like, Dead, okay, I great. To I want to so see Mount Rushmore. You might as well swing by and see the Devil's Tower, too. That sounds great. Yeah. Devil's Tower. If yeah. you're in Deadwood, you are not far from Devil's Tower. Yeah. Devil's Tower. That sounds scary. It's no, it's just alley. very. You cool. watch horror movies all the time. I've been watching it's Family Matters horror. lately. It's an old dead volcano that all the dirt fell away from it, and that's just the lava core in the middle. Okay, good. Uh, I mean, but it's devil it the tower, tower or whatever. It doesn't sound appealing to me at all. on it years ago. You're, you're too young to remember Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes, There's I'm very, very. I don't even. That's where that is. I'm a child. <laughs> he doesn't even know what that movie is. No. Anyway. So what are we talking so about now? We are. We're wrapping it up. Well, I guess we're just kind of. The night doing... is early. It's the Friday night morning show. What do you got to do tomorrow? I got to work at ten o'clock. <laughs> I have a full schedule tomorrow, okay? After 10 a.m. And very busy. Which means if you hey. went to bed at midnight, <laughs> you could get eight hours of sleep, get up at eight in the morning, and have, and have two hours before I, you go to I'm work. I'm very busy tomorrow. And still have time to work. make him breakfast. I'm and, very busy. Which, so, no, actually, I'd probably make you breakfast because I'd be up at seven anyways, even if I went to bed at midnight. I'm very busy all right. tomorrow. No, all I'm right. not very busy at all. Quit I think squabbling kids. I think I think we're getting past Kevin's bedtime. It is getting pretty close to my getting bed. late. Oh. You know, oh, yeah. got to get my Friday night. <laughs> no, you know, it, there's lots of stuff. It's summer. Things going on this week. People want to get out and do stuff. If we say we're going to be an hour, we should we should stick to we that. Never, it is the summer. We, we never did say we'd be only an hour. No. I thought that was the idea. That was, you see, this is when we started this. You guys were all so structured, especially you. You were so structured. And I was like, man, 
Why do that? I like to hold it to an hour because it seemed like it's better to have some structure. Well, I I understand some structure, but on you know when you're having a a good discussion, an open discussion, let's have a production meeting after the show. Exactly, (laughs) not on the show. We're having literally a a production meeting right here. On a roll, you're You're not on a roll. You're on a roll. Talking about your movies. If if you can't be on a roll with me, I mean that 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 sounds like a personal problem to me. I think I'm being shut down, ladies and gentlemen. Is that your gentlemen. final thought? Censored yet again. Is that your final thought? My final thought is, uh, yeah, go watch The Edge. It's a really good movie. <laughs> and it, it actually taught me some stuff. Yeah. You know, um, about the, that is kind of odd that the number one thing people die in the wilderness or wherever is because they just, oh my God, I'm here. And they die of shame. How did I get lost? How did I get in this situation? Oh, my God, what am I going to do? And they just keep doing that over and over and over again, and pretty soon they're dead. And the one thing, and we preach all the time, I preach, but we say all the time to use your critical thinking when you're thinking about politics and stuff, but that, it's like The Martian. Go watch The Martian as well. Yeah, that was pretty The Martian is a really good movie, too. If it doesn't teach you anything, it teaches you in a situation like that, the number one thing you need to do is be calm. Don't give up. And don't give up. And to think, work like he did. Work one problem at a time. Don't, oh my God, I got all this shit. I don't have enough of this. I don't have enough of this. I don't have enough of this. One problem at a time. Okay, I don't have enough water. Let's see where we get some more water. You know, whatever. Don't overthink it. Just do one at a time and remain calm and use your brain. Because we, it, if you do that, you will survive. I will survive. Oh, as long as I don't know about you. Thank you, honey. And I do know that if we are in a zombie apocalypse and I'm running and we're running, I'm probably going to trip you. You're going to have to because I have way more stamina and cardio than you because I certainly would outrun you. So probably. let's think about it now. You're a heavy smoker and I cycle, bike, and work out a little bit more frequently. So I might trip you. You know when I used to play basketball on a regular basis <laughs> and I'd go out with the guys and we'd play on a day like today in the heat like that and I smoke. And they'd always wonder. They always were like, "Dude, how do you do it?" Because I'd keep right up with them, and I'd play with them, and we'd play for an hour, two hours. And they'd be like, "Man, how do you do it? You just do it. You just do it. it that's commercial. That Nike shit. Just do it. Is so you, yeah, you just do it." Oh God, now we're promoting Nike. As long as they're not the World War Z zombies. I know Damn I could outrun them. Zombies are nasty. I could outrun them, but if they like well, some, the if they, if they are, Jesus, no, if they are walking that. dead zombies, I can outrun them oh, yeah, all day. Dead or even uh, the ones with um, Zombieland. Like if those zombies, I could outrun them. But the World War Z zombies, yeah, There's you're not outrunning them. You are fucked. And Freak. the. Uh, I am legend zombies. Oh yeah, the I am legend zombies. I'm gonna just lay down, like you know what, fuck. It. <laughs> I'm gonna just play dead. The first time I thought, the first time I saw, it's World, not a bear. The first time I saw World War Z zombies, I was like, I didn't know man that was man, that many USA or Usain bolts in the world because they were all running as the fast as Usain had, bolts. They had legs. Okay, Kevin, yeah, yeah. your final thought. I. I I kind of want to stem off what Jesse was saying because it does tie into what we were talking about on the show is it, we're, we're again, not, not big prepper people, but we're saying common sense stuff. And 
if you look at studies, like he was saying, people lost in the woods, people that have been in survival situations, the largest factor for your survivability is mental. It is not physical ability. It is not knowledge and know-how. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to be MacGyver out in the woods and build a, a hut out of sticks and, and have a full-blown working fireplace and everything. Mm-hmm. That, that's not where the survival comes in. It is the mental state of mind that you're in. And what I want to draw that in, it brings it to what we're looking at going ahead. If we find ourselves in a situation where supply chains have broken down, where our electrical grid has gone down possibly, if you've lost communications, all of those things are going to cause absolute chaos in a society. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be the zombie apocalypse like you'd see in the movies, but there's going to be one hell of a lot of people that don't know what to do. There's going to be a hell of a lot of people that are going to start banding together and stealing from other people. So you have to mm-hmm. think about your own protection. Mm-hmm. You have to think about how you're going to eat and feed your friends and family that you are with, that you're banding together with. Mm-hmm. And that's a survival situation too. And again, the biggest factor for your survivability in this situation is going to be mental. Mm -hmm. You have to make an active decision that you are going to survive, that you are going to adapt, and that you are going to figure it out. That's the number one thing. You have to tell yourself, I am going to survive this. I am going to make it through. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to stop and think. think. Yeah, it's that's yeah. it's all there is to it. Having the skills and having the knowledge is going to be a great help, and it's going to make things a hell of a lot easier. But your first step, your first step is deciding that you're going to survive. Everything after that comes a lot easier. If you have some skills, you have some help, you have people around you that are, they're helping you out. They have other skills that you don't have. You put your skills together because we do know there's, there's something coming. There's, I don't think we're looking at the zombie apocalypse anytime soon, but there is definitely trouble and hard times ahead for us. And nobody can deny that the direction that this country's going in with, with the politics and the economy and the everything there, mm-hmm. there is definitely some tough times coming and the more we're prepared for it, the easier it's going to be to get through and we will get through it. I, I have no doubt about that. Thank you both. Yeah. Thank you for what you said. Thank you for what you said. Connie, thank you yeah, for Connie. being like the star student in class tonight and just being chiming in, man. Adding it in means helps, so helps much. us out. It just means so much to have that feedback and that, that give and take of a relationship, you know? We appreciate that. So it's it's good dialogue. Um, yeah, I like what you both said, and I'm going to piggyback off of that. So I Googled. A whole I, lot I of piggybacking going on I tonight. I know. I'm just taking all y'all clout. So I Googled, and I was like, okay, how do you make up a, like an emergency plan? Like, you know, I always go to Google when I have questions about stuff. I'm guilty of it. He hates Google, but I love it. And one of the main things they said, you want to start off with communication. We've already been talking about communicating, right? Talking to our neighbors, figuring out our skills, talking amongst each other. Resources and assets. We've been talking about that. What resources and assets do you have within your own home? around you, your friends, your family, your neighbors. We've already been talking about that. Safety and security. You brought up a good point. 
there will be a point if everything does break down that vultures will attack. We've learned that from shows like Walking Dead. I mean, people turn ravenous. You do need to have security and safety. Um, responsibilities. Who's going to be responsible for what? Kevin's going to handle the mechanical stuff. I'm going to handle the cooking and organizing. My honey's going to take care of the woodwork. Responsibilities. Um Clinical and support activities. So the um, antibiotics and just, you know, first aid care, just just literally just discussing and having a plan. It would be better to have a plan and not need it than to need a plan and not have it. That's kind of what I want our general idea to be. We talked about the, the readiness channels and all these other places you can go and get lists of what you need to do and how to be prepared. And you could break the bank stockpiling stuff in the basement you'll probably never even get a chance to use or you could be practical with what we're telling you and just figure out ways within your life within your budget that you can do that allows you to not panic when shit hits the fan because I agree with Kevin the way things are going we can't keep going like this something's coming like we just can't keep going with our two-tier justice system our border wide open inflation our dollars deflating everything that can go wrong is going wrong eventually there's going to be a breaking point I don't want it to be but I'm just kind of like a realist in a sense. Like you just can't keep walking in the wrong direction, expecting right solutions. So what we can do, what you can do, since you're part of us here at the Gray Matters, is just being prepared. Um, if you've never looked at a readiness list, hell, start to Google one. Just start looking up stuff. Look around your house, see what you got. Find some batteries, find a flashlight. Just know where shit is. We love you guys here at the Gray Matters. Y'all do not know how much we appreciate seeing y'all every week. And just the return viewers, man, it really makes us feel like warm and fuzzy inside when we see people we recognize and you guys are commenting and just staying with us. As you know, we are a tiny little show here at The Great Matters. We're not sponsored or paid for. We're just a pilot, a nail tech and informant trying to give you information and just to give you stuff to think about. We're not trying to lean you towards one way or tell you to do nothing. We're not paid sponsors or anything like that. We just... Want to have a safe place for you to have dialogue where you feel free to talk and express yourself. We hope you get that here from us. And we just love to see you every week. We look forward to seeing you next week on location. Me and my husband don't know where we're going to be. But Kevin and the three of us are going to figure it out. We love y'all here at The Great Matters. Y'all have a good weekend. Peace. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye.